Hello, this is Do Go On. I'm Matt Stewart. And I'm Taran Jayamana. And uh, we're in Sydney. And uh, we're about to be in Brisbane. And we're doing live shows. They're called Dry Dryer. And also, who knew with Matt Stewart in both those cities? And you can get details at mattstewartcomedy.com. Anything else you want to tell the good listeners that do go on, Saran? Well, the whole point of this was you thought that it might be more engaging if you had a different voice. But you've said most of the information. So, hey, come see us in Sydney and Brisbane. Yeah, that was engaging. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. This podcast is brought to you by Squarespace, the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. Whether it's your first ever website or your business is expanding, Squarespace makes it easy to create a beautiful website and engage with your audience. Upload video content, organize your video library and showcase your content on beautiful video pages. You can even sell access to your video library by adding a paywall to your content. Cha-ching. <laughs> you can help with written content on your website with Squarespace AI, which I used to write this next sentence, so check this out. Generate instant, personalised results that know and show your brand identity. Explain what your site is about, choose your tone, and enter what you need to get short or long-form text. Squarespace AI, Squarespace AI makes it easier to go live, stand out, and succeed online. Oh, Dave, if only it could also not just write it, but read it too. <laughs> And edit it. (laughs) Hey, sell exclusive content on your site by adding a paywall to sell memberships or courses. Or sell files your customers can download like PDFs, music or ebooks. Man, it's starting to sound like I'm obsessed with money. (laughs) (laughs) And you are. So head to squarespace.com slash do go on for a free trial and to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. Hello and welcome to another episode of Do Go On. My name is Dave Warnicke and I'm sitting here with Matt Stewart and Jess Perkins. Hello, thanks for having me. Hello, thank you so much for joining us at no this worries. dinner party. Are you talking to me or who's joining us? Me, I think, because I said thanks for having me. Yeah, you Maddie's joining us. It's also great to be here. Okay, wait, who's hosting this? <laughs> well, oh my God. <laughs> well, I think Jess must be, if Dave's great, it's great to be here. You said thanks for coming. Yep. Yeah, so you're the host. All right, question. If we were to go out to a restaurant, yes. what name would we book it under? Um, Stuart. I think it'd be whoever's making the call. Yeah, good call. Okay. Yeah, and who would make that call? I imagine probably me. So, Stuart. Yes. Great, good. So just, I was correct. We just need just to know. And also, I just feel like Warnicky, you're going to have to be like W A R no A R N E. Yes, and my mum's German. Um, but so Perkins or Stewart's going to be the easier one. My dad's name is Martin, and our family for for my whole life always books things under Martin because Smart. it's very difficult to spell Warnicky. And he often goes into his place, so they say, "Hello, Mr. Martin." Oh, nice. 
It's, it's gone too far. The lie has become the truth. Yeah. I wow. think I think that's fine. I'd just be, I'd be happy to live in that truth. Don't you reckon? When I was in Bali, they called me Miss Jess, and I loved it. <laughs> Miss Jess. Miss Jess. Good morning, Miss Jess. I was like, "Fuck yeah, I am Miss Jess." All right. I feel like I've, I'm having deja vu. I've definitely said that before. Okay. Is that what you mean? Yeah, I'm. I'm sure I have. I'm not. I just. I'm. I felt like I dreamt that. Either on or off the podcast, this I've definitely a, told you that adorable story. It feels like a very dreamy moment. That's just what it's like when we're all back in the studio together. It's so good to be back. People have been enjoying us being back in the studio, mm. I've noticed. We've got a few tweets and stuff. People saying, God damn it, I'm glad you're back in the studio. I wonder why that is. Maybe because the sound quality is better, but also possibly because they don't have FOMO of the people who got to watch us live. No FOMO. It's also easier to follow. We're not um, yeah. playing to the room as not much. miming. Not constantly referencing Matt's regret face. <laughs> yeah. People are keen to see that. Multiple, I'm starting to get keen to see what that looks like now. Multiple tweets good. saying, can you somehow show us Matt's regret face? But it's difficult to ask Matt to pose in a photo. He doesn't know what he's doing. Face. Well, uh, you you need to take a photo and then take a second photo seconds later. Because if you take a photo of me, I'm pretty sure I'll regret that. Yeah, what we need <laughs> is we need to like, hand you an item like a pineapple and then say, yeah... Do something with that, and then you like for some reason hump it, and then and then you go <laughs> almost oh, certainly. Oh no, that <laughs> that would be his go-to. I didn't. Dave, yeah. you were the one doing all the humping on the live shows. Yeah, I would hump a pineapple, and I would have no regret face. <laughs> there yeah. it is. That's the difference. That's the difference between Matt and I. We're very different. Give me an object, I'll hump it. <laughs> Just give him an object. I don't want to give. Just has handed me what's that? That's a bottle of water. Humping Jess it. is hungover. She wants. She wants that back, I Dave. That water. Oh, I don't, don't think she wants it back don't anymore. Back. Oh. <laughs> After I've been through with it. Oh, yes, thanks. I'm a little bit hungover. I'm, I like to call that doing a Matt Stewart though. Now, do you have Being a regret hungover. face? Yeah, from your night out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You, you no, a, no regrets. You were at a dress up party. I was at a dress up party. Theme. 80s. Nice. Yeah, but like, dressed as me as a baby. Yeah. But everybody at the party was like. My age or younger. And it wasn't the 1880s, I should say. No, right. not the 1880s. Sure, but that, I was also like, none of you were alive in the 80s, so there's no nostalgia here. Like, you just wanted to wear fun clothes, which is fair, I guess. Great. And so the fun clothes. Let's let's describe your fun outfit, Jess. <laughs> the fun. I went as. Fun outfit, I'm guessing. The west side of the Berlin Wall. Oh. So, like, this. Two of us, and we went as the Berlin Wall. It was very fun. To so make... they went as the east. Mm hmm. No, a more more Soviet yeah. style wall. Which is funny, actually, because we wrote East and West on them, and West was written like kind of like on the side and like kind of cool, and then East was like very straight and regimented. It was quite funny. We're making political commentary. Just in case they forgot beautiful. what side of the wall they were on. Yeah. Do you know whereabouts um, across Germany were you? Uh, Probably in Berlin. Yeah. Right? We're talking the Berlin Wall? We yeah. are. <laughs> yeah, I reckon it would have been in Berlin. <laughs> Yeah, probably. So yeah. yeah, that's what I did last night because I'm fun and uh, it's fun. Mm. I don't know where the wall is. I think we left it there. Mm. Oh, so you didn't have like an, a, t- a time where everyone started to tear it down and celebrate, Mr. Gorbachev. <laughs> tear oh. down this wall, and then David Hasselhoff was there. I said we should have had a third person to be David Hasselhoff, um, but a few people did did make those jokes to us, and we were bloody the life of the party. Oh uh, yeah, I bet you would have. Been. Every time, did you react like it was the first time, like? <laughs> You're funny. <laughs> yeah, of course I did. I didn't know many people at the party, so that I was trying difficult. to be, be friendly and make. <laughs> oh, that's fun. <laughs> did you? Did the wall fall down in the end? The wall fell down. The wall came off, so I could boogie. And the wall came down. Dum dum. Anyone? All the way 
down. Well, I, I told you we weren't alive in the 80s. Yeah. Then I again. think that might have been... Oh, no, it probably was 80s. Well, no, because the Berlin Wall came down in 89. So if it was about the Berlin Wall, it was probably in the 90s. I don't 90s. know what that was about. I'm not going to Google it. I know that will don't look piss it up. you right off. Yep. Let's just go with the flow. It might not even be with the actual lyrics. Hey, let's talk about some other things that yeah, are happening. Before we jump into the episode, we've got to talk. There's some exciting developments on our Patreon account. Mm-hmm. <laughs> even s- more exciting than just dressing as a wall. <laughs> Get out of town. Mm-hmm. Well, for a, a price, Jess will dress as any object you like. That's not true. Roofs, ceilings, <laughs> yeah. fences. She'll do it all. Yeah, that's what people would suggest. Wouldn't be anything creepy. <laughs> A creepy roof. <laughs> oh, look at that sleazy roof. <laughs> and for a price, I'll hump any object you send me. Any object. A letterbox. You a r- do, do some humping? Oh. Humping, humping. I wonder what my price by the hour is. Wait, what, humping so for a whole hour. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, wow. That's a What's long time What's your exciting hump? news? That is it. Humping. Now, on our Patreon, <laughs> we... Um, we give out um, so rewards like bonus episodes and shout outs and stuff on the show, tickets to live shows if you support us on Patreon. Uh, but we also have an ongoing goal, which we haven't had one for a while because we eclipsed our $1,000 a month goal. Thank you so much. We've set up a $2,000 a month goal and it mm-hmm. involves ink and the skin of Matt and Jess, mm-hmm. but not me because I only hump. <laughs> I hump for cash. I he, did not. he refused to be involved in this. Which only makes me want him to be involved in it more, yeah. but anyway. Yeah. So, it, yeah, it means if we, once we hit that target, assuming we ever do, um, it means that uh, either Jess or I will get a tattoo mm-hmm. because of the tattoo episode, episode 18. Yeah. We talked the, about how you two have tattoos and I don't have one yet. I've got a half-finished one. And I've already got a dumb tattoo, so I don't need this. <laughs> All right, mate. I don't need this. So, once we get there, we're going to put it up to the vote to the listeners to see who gets the tattoo, who gets it. Me and imagine we'll do, we'll do a live stream of the, oh, the yeah. screaming, the squirming. Yeah. Yep. yep. Um, and I, I haven't t- I haven't mentioned that to my parents who are quite anti tattoos. Oh, that's good. Are you trying to? I who, think oh, it, they you, listened as well, so they'll find out that this way now. Sorry, mum and dad. <laughs> you're tempting people to vote for you, Jess, with that. Yeah, I want people to vote for me. Yeah, because their parents will not be happy. They'll not be happy. Maybe we should run a campaign where both of you say why you should be voted for. Why I, you should get the tattoo. I'm going for the. I'm going to go the populist angle. Um, I'm going to also let the people vote for what the tattoo is of. Mm. So I'm just. I'm basically. I'm just a people pleaser, and uh, it'd be fun if it was like some sort of reference from the show or anything. A photo of me. A photo <gasps> of Dave's tiny tush. Oh, would you get our names? <laughs> Maybe. I think I'm pretty much open. I think I'm pretty Imagine much open that. to anything. Would you get Jess and Dave forever? <laughs> I reckon I would. I want that so much. I reckon I probably I wanted would. to get Jess and Dave, but four, number four. four. An EVA. Yeah, obviously. I'd, I so think it's like, for Eva? I'd basically Eva? get anything that wasn't, not, obviously not the kind of tattoos that Dave would get um, in oh, his spare time. Off. You know, only generally positive or mm-hmm. neutral tattoos, mm-hmm. not anything too negative about it. So any. nothing political. Oh, um, you know, positive political. It could, it could be uh, poli- fight the power. Okay, <laughs> what about is that positive? Viva la revolution. Yeah, viva la revolution. I'd get. What about just I love politics? <laughs> politics is okay by me, and a picture of me thumbing myself. Thumbing, ooh, thumbing. as in putting a thumb at me. Oh, you got a thumb. slightly different to hey. how you thumb, Dave. But what is happening? 
<laughs> so yeah, that's our that's our stretch goal, two thousand dollars a month. And we'll I think We've got some beyond that as well. If we go up mm. uh beyond that, there's one where we'll do a second bonus monthly episode, Patreon episode. So we do obviously do the weekly ones and now we also do one monthly for the patrons. Or whatever puzzle. And then a big goal, which is the one that's most exciting to me, <laughs> is uh, if we hit hit this target, which is pr- probably a fair way. Phenomenal amount of money. A bit out of reach. Or, you know, you know, dream big or whatever. But if we get to that, we're going to organize a tour of America. What's that? You didn't say the dollar. That's going to include... Oh, what's the dollar? It's 7,000. 7,000. So it means <laughs> we'll go... Um, we'll, I think... The ones we'll lock in, and then we'll see if other people are interested elsewhere. But I would imagine it'll be. Hang on, Matt's just tour planning. I'm tour yeah, planning. Yeah, we've not I, discussed this. I want to. Well, I'm, I want to get to New York City. I think Madison I think, Square Garden. I, hello, California. I think we um, people people seem to be into it over there. Mm-hmm. But I think Ohio's got to be. a Yeah, we've got to go to Ohio. We talk about Ohio so much. Maybe Texas, but yeah, I think. Uh, I I don't know. None of that's locked in, but that's just what I assumed. And that's but that's in the future, yeah. Because Pennsylvania take a while, people seem to like it in Pennsylvania. Do you mean Transylvania? Go penguins, <laughs> them vampire penguins. Anyways, uh, guys, I'm a... kidding. I know that Pennsylvania and Transylvania. I know Transylvania. You know, I was a joke. Fuck. Oh save, no, I thought you were referencing when I fucked that up a while ago. I thought you were going for a, a tour of Romania. Yeah, I was going for that. Let's Romania. do it. I'm into uh, that as well. So we're not far off the two thousand dollars though. Like, there's actually not the too ta- far to the go. The tattoo could happen. The tattoo could very in the coming months very easily happen. But only with your help, dear listeners. I can't. I kind of. I kind of want to win because I'm competitive. But I also would be pretty happy to see Jess get that tattoo. Yeah, because you know, well, because I want a tattoo anyway. You want it. And I think my reactions would be pretty funny because I'm a little bit of a sook. So live streaming that would be re- entertaining at least. What I like. Oh, what the idea I like the most though is because Dave doesn't want to do it at all. Is for him to get it. Absolutely. And I, I think... imagine that. <laughs> <laughs> Would you get Jess and Matt forever? I think I prefer. I love politics. Interesting. <laughs> all right. Well, hey, to each their own, I guess. <laughs> anyway, should we get into this week's report? Do you okay, reckon? great. But but okay, oh, I just want more? people to maybe tweet in some ideas for tattoos. That'd be awesome. Yeah, it'd be so fun. Some photos. Someone actually sent one in just because they're listening to old episodes. They're listening to the tattoo one and they sent in it their tattoo. And is I it? don't fully understand what it is, but I think it's like a it was Pikachu a Pokemon. guy, it was, Pokemon. It was slow poke. And it had um, uh, swag written on its chest and, well, it, had a, a and, it, and it had a mug of beer. Great. Great. <laughs> I loved it. That's <laughs> so good. I also thought it was fantastic. I, I, I googled pink um, cartoon character with swag on its chest. I'm like, it's obviously a thing. And then I'm like, hang on now. I think this is... I think they've customized I think, it. I think this is customized. Wow. Took yeah, me a little cool. while. I'm pretty dumb. But yeah. No, I, you're old. I'm old. I'm, I'm, I was born after the Pikachu generation. It's a different time. It's a different time. A different time. But please... Uh, when did kids play the Pokemon? Oh, it's been going for over 20 years and it's still really popular. It's amazing. Oh. But anyway, patreon.com slash do go on pod if you want to contribute. They will get a tattoo. Maybe I'll get a tattoo. But you've got to win me over. You've got to win me over. Tweet me at Dave Warnicky. All right, we're going to jump into... Uh, really? You're over to it. That's fun. Okay. We'll jump into this week's episode. And it is Matt the Man Stewart. All right, here's the question. On the microphone. Oh, he's straight on. Okay, well... I love it. What is Fuck your... Fuck your intro, Dave. <laughs> Matt's Oh, you, sorry, you were No, still... no, no, go for I it. I thought you'd finished. Take it away, Matt the I Man. Was, I was going to say that Matt's going to do a report. Okay. 
and I'm done. Great. Off you go, that Matt the Man. That is a sweet intro. Thank you. Um, I think they're ready for me now. <laughs> what is your favorite food-related war? The pizza war. Your oh, favorite good. food-related war? The cannoli war. Oh, that's a couple of good ones. Dave's had nothing so the far. cookie. I can't think of other words for war. If you can chuck a place in as well. Place, okay. food, wars. The... Oh, I was just going to say chicken versus beef. Which side are you on? Neither. Vegetarian. Cola wars? Because we've covered it, Matt. Yeah, been there, done that, champ. Jeez, we love the wars, don't the... we? Mel- the okay, bloody place wars. and food Mel- war. Melbourne coffee wars. Oh, good one. Yeah, something like that. It's not that. The... Sydney Coffee Wars. No, it's not. Coffee is wrong. The... It's not in Australia. Oh. Not in Australia. No. Whereabouts? It's in uh, the UK. And specifically in the UK? <laughs> Scotland. The Scottish... And what food is it? <laughs> Haggis Wars. It's, the... a, it's a dessert and it's a city. In the the... Edinburgh Black Pudding Wars. The Glasgow... Yes. Pavlova Wars. Oh, not Pavlova. Glasgow Cheesecake. broader. The Glasgow Cake... War. The Broader Glas- and different. Oh. <laughs> the Glasgow, Glasgow Dessert Wars. Oh, okay. Glasgow Look, this is Frozen gutted. Yogurt oh, Battle. Broader. <laughs> Glasgow, Glasgow, Glasgow Ice, ice cream, cream Wars. wars. Uh, so I was kind of close with yeah, Frozen Yogurt. You were. Very Excellent. Good. Okay, Glasgow Ice Cream Wars. How much fun does this sound? A lot. It isn't. <laughs> <laughs> I was so excited by the name. I put this up to the vote, right? Yeah. And it won in an absolute landslide. The biggest the biggest landslide yet. I did all UK topics, all British topics this mm-hmm. time. And they were the one I was quietly hoping for, the Sex Pistols. Nice. Got seven percent of the vote. Oh wow. In a three horse really? race. Doctor Who came second with nineteen percent. But people ask for that all the time. Yeah, I know. 19%. Guys, you blew it. Because people, honestly, I've seen about 10 tweets saying, how yeah, about history of Doctor Who? Yeah, I think it's in the head a couple Sorry, of times. Sorry, Whovians. <laughs> Glasgow Ice Cream Wars with over 75%. Do you think they also just liked the name? I'm like, oh, this uh, seems gotta fun. Be. I reckon it'd be the one that people are like, I don't know what that is, but it sounds great. I really, I was expecting Doctor Who to win. Oh, mm. actually, I, I, I didn't know who would win, but I thought it'd be closer. Mm. Yeah, wow, it's, that is a landslide. Um, anyway. Tell us about these Glasgow ice cream wars. It does sound fun. Okay, wait, I have a question first. Okay, we go to an ice cream shop. What's your go-to? Oh, cherry. Really? Love cherry ice cream. Interesting. Or pistachio. Hello, you are a fancy man. That is fancy man. Matt, what do you go to? He wasn't born in the 80s, that man. No, he was... They did not exist. He was in the affluent ace too, right? Oh, affluent One pistachio, please. Fuck off, mate. Yeah. Oh, Matt? We don't talk your language here <laughs> in the poor suburbs. <laughs> Go to I'm, ice cream? Uh, growing up, it was always a double scoop. Boysenberry swirl, mm. peppermint choc chip. Peppermint choc chip. Wow. But peppermint doesn't go with anything else, I don't think. Those two definitely don't go together. Yeah, You're like, having two different meals in one cone. Yeah. When I was a kid, I was mad for rainbow, obviously. Rainbow's I'm not an idiot. But which turns out is I was also, caramel. Caramel. I, I was also mad for rainbow. Love rainbow. Every time. One time, I had... Actually, this is bubblegum. There was when we went on a holiday. I got a bubblegum ice cream every day because, so of course, exciting. I did. Of course, I got an ice cream every day, and uh, it was green bubblegum. And then one day, I did a green poo. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh no! Thank you so much for sharing that story. And it kicked off. And this was last week. <laughs> it kicked off the uh, beach ice cream wars. <laughs> I, I would definitely be a peppermint choc chip, but also 
in, like on the cha- you know the the ice cream chain Messina. Happy to be sponsored by them if they want to jump on board. <laughs> Happy to. So they're a big chain now. Yeah, there's a chain of them because they're also they team up with Tim Tam as big, big. Oh yeah, true, and they're really good. But um, they do a a salted caramel and white chocolate that I tell you what, it's a bloody game changer. It's so good. Anyway, I digress. Do tell us about that the does sound pretty amazing. Glasgow. What's the ice cream wars about a family that couldn't agree on three flavors? Oh, man, I wish I wish it was I wish it was more fun than this. Though, anyway, I'm taking it down. Let's just do it, but it it, it it veers away from the ice cream wars um, somewhere along the line. The most famous part of this story is a more specific thing. But anyway, let's get through it. It's funny, though, because um, one of the guys... <laughs> let's get, this is what let's, you voted for. Yeah, a, a, couple of, a couple of listeners uh, suggested this topic. Connor Jamison, at, comma, at Connor B. Jamison uh, on Twitter, and he tweeted saying... You have to do the Glasgow Ice Cream Wars. Seriously, the coolest thing ever. And then a follow-up tweet. Well, except for all the brutal murder, which is less cool. <laughs> Jess, that's, it's a murder one. But, it's a br- but like, that's less cool. Yeah. But brutal murder, okay, I'm in. But that, like, the first, I, I don't remember seeing the second one, but the first tweet, I, I replied to him, like, this is great. It sounds so good. Mm. I can't, I'm looking forward to it. I just was not expecting it to be what it is. Anyway, um, and also Carlos Cruz at Los underscore Cruz underscore, whose birthday boy is this? Whose birthday boy? Birthday boy. Is this week? Oh. His birthday boy is this week. His birthday boy. Is, <laughs> oh. He, he's yet to know. I've, I've ruined a surprise there, but uh, he's getting a boy. Oh. Oh. It's a boy, Los Carlos Cruz. Now Los Carlos. I think. I think what I wanted to say there was that he's the birthday boy this week. Yeah. But somehow I, I don't know what happened. Anyway, in Glasgow, <laughs> in the early nineteen eighties, ice cream vans mainly sold ice creams. Obviously. What? But they also sold other grocery items. So they were basically like a a mobile convenience store, which I love the idea of. Mm. They need to do that more. Mm. Yeah, it is. It's kind of a cool idea. Um, in those years, crime gangs started using a very enterprising way to deal drugs and other items, such as stolen goods. They used these ice cream vans as a front. So as well as buying a choc-top ice cream, you could also get some toilet paper, some dishwashing liquid, a bit of heroin, and a stolen <laughs> stereo system. Oh, you know, a bit of your everything. one-stop shop. Yeah. You bought them all. Did you get a discount? You did, yeah, yeah. And a, and, a, and a petrol discount also. Oh, yeah, great. Right. Yeah, you've got to those four cents a litre. per litre. <laughs> do other countries do that? <laughs> oh, that wasn't meant... That, that was a bit of foreshadowing there accidentally. Um, because of this, rival gangs started to fight for the control of the lucrative ice cream van routes. Mm. So, I mean, all this is fun. This is probably what Connor was talking about. How it's like people, big gangster guys fighting over ice cream routes. This is, you know, a funny image. That's pretty funny. Uh, many of these lucrative routes were in housing estates. Uh, I saw an interview with a woman um, who used to drive in one of these ice cream vans. She talked about when she tried to start selling ice creams in an estate that already had a team of vans servicing it. And the day after, uh, the day after she started, uh, one of the vans basically just tailed her wherever she went around the estate. Whenever she stopped, they stopped and sold ice creams right next to her. You know, and then they she'd move to another spot. They'd stop right behind her. So just basically cutting her 
market share down. But I imagine that to the the public, it looked like, oh, they have foreseen such a demand that they've yeah. sent out two ice yeah, cream. Yeah, so, so to her, to her, she'd be like, oh, it, it would make you feel a bit crazy, and everyone else is like, oh, ice cream vans. Yeah, awesome too. Wow, hmm? oh, the green sleeves are synced up. Wow. Just, I mean, yeah. So the back half of her queue would just go to him. I suppose, yeah, exactly, you know? and then they'd yeah. probably go. Thanks for making that so easy. Yeah. Whereas she's like, oh, you're really making it hard for me to make a living here. Mm. Um, but it's also hard for the people tailing to make a living because they're also only making 50%. But the, I guess the thing is they're in a uh, they're in a, a wider business, like a gang of them, and they, they can afford to, rather than letting her move into their area, they'll just pressure people out. Mm. And yeah, so it, it is, I guess there's a short-term loss for that van, but with the long-term gain of fucking other people out. Fucking them out. What? Uh, that's an example of some pretty full-on but relatively harmless intimidation tactics. Well, full-on and harmless. Pretty full. Wouldn't you call that a bit full-on? Yeah. If it's, you're it's, just following a business around. It is unexpected. It's full-on, but it's compared to what I'm about to talk about. <clears throat> you have um, foreshadowed some sort of murder. In 1984, in the east of Glasgow, infighting between rival operators of the vans was reaching boiling point. The intimidation tactics were becoming violent and gangs were shooting up rival ice cream vans' windshields with sawn-off shotguns to try and move them off their route. Uh, Yep, that's definitely escalated. Yeah, it seems like it's... uh... And this brings us to the most infamous story of the Glasgow ice cream wars. Andrew Fatboy Doyle... Yes! Yes! Fatboy was his nickname. Yes! Oh, it wasn't his birth name. No, it wasn't I his love birth a nickname. name. But apparently, that was his nickname to friends and enemies alike. <laughs> according to the, I watched this show last night from the from twenty years ago about um, about this part of the ice cream wars. Um, there was a Channel Four show called Trial and Error, and and uh, that's where that lady told that story as well. But he, he goes, yeah, fat boy to his. Enemies and friends alike. Which I'm like, oh, that's cool when like a, a that. nickname can cross boundaries like that. It can be mm. endearing but also offensive. Yeah. Mm. Only my mates call me fat boy. Not anymore, fat boy. <laughs> Fuck. Damn oh, it. fucking hell. Ugh. So he was an 18-year-old van driver. Just, you know, young guy just out of school. Probably wasn't fat at all. He was... I think was he probably. large? Was he a large lad? Well, the guy in the reenactment in this show yeah. was chubby. Okay. I wouldn't have caught it. He wasn't morbid. Sure. Right, but I imagine it's a slippery slope if you're driving an ice cream van. Yeah, well, that's right. But it, so apparently he'd drive the van, but then he'd have like a schoolgirl uh, work in the back of the van selling the ice creams. So he's, he's just really the driver. But an intimidation campaign was waged against him, but it wasn't to intimidate him off his route, rather to get him to start distributing drugs on his route. But he refused. He's mm. like, I'm not, I'm not interested. He would have said in a Scottish accent though, Dave, which Jess will show you how to do. Um. Uh, uh. Okay, I need to get. I, I, I got to get into it. Um. Well, it's either Sean Connery Ewan McGregor, or Ewan, Ewan McGregor. McGregor. <laughs> also, you're fat. I'm not interested. That's not bad. Good. No, that was great. much better than expected. Yeah, that was pretty good. <laughs> that was. I think that was fine. I I think everyone knew what you were doing there and could understand what you not said. Quite, not quite. I as opposed mean... to most people who speak with an actual Scottish accent, <laughs> a lot harder to <laughs> decipher. Are we, f- are we fat? There was. <laughs> It's a weird fatty. <laughs> There's the Glaswegian accent is sick. It's so good. There, mm. But there were times I had to rewind. That's and, Billy Connolly. And so they, did, they weren't subtitling this English program. <laughs> no, they weren't. Just, yeah, I, I love that accent. I don't know if you guys know this, but Stuart's actually a Scottish name. Is it now? Yeah. 
I don't know if I've mentioned that. You've not. Huh. We haven't talked about your um your ancestry. This would be, you know, how I often bring up ads from before uh, you guys were born, and yeah. I'm like, well, how do you not remember this? Yeah. Well, this one might be one of those. It was an ad for porridge in Australia, mm. and uh, it was this boy, this Scottish boy, right? And and the voiceover would put it. The voiceover would put. It, he'd he'd have a plate of a bowl of porridge put in front of him, right? This kid, mm. and the voiceover would go, "This is how you make porridge," and the boy would be like. It's no how you met porridge. <laughs> <laughs> and then they jump cut to another one. Another bowl goes in front of him. This is how you make porridge. It's no how you met porridge. <laughs> and then a third one goes in front of him. goes, this is how you make porridge. He goes, aye, it's delicious. But it's no how you met porridge. And it was the brand that they were selling. Uncle Toby's or something. Very good ad. Oft parodied. I reckon Fast Forward or someone did a... Definitely would have. Magda Skrbansky played the kid, I it's think. Not it's you not how you make It was one of those ads that's just locked into my head. It's there seems to be a lot of those. Yeah, there are quite a Nearly few. every ad you've ever seen, you've quoted yeah, it on this podcast. It's back. It's there. That's true. So, immediate recall. It's quite I, impressive. Yeah, it's, it's one of my skills. Yeah, very susceptible to advertisements. I am, yeah. That's why I don't. I try not to watch them anymore. Um, you only star in them. Only star in them. Uh, so he refused. He refused to be intimidated into selling drugs on his route. Right. Um, That's commendable. I mean, I'm a big fan of the Fat Boy. So the intimidation. A Fat Boy. No, I fucked it. We fat it. We fat it. Fat Boy. 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 Oh, fat Scottish fat listeners must be hating fat this. Boy, sorry. Or loving it. It's hard to know. This is all from a place of love. That's what I yeah, want our no, Scottish just, listeners to remember. To do, all I can hear is Billy Connolly in my head now. Wee jobby. Wee jobby. And sing, if it wasn't for your wellies, where would you be? You'd be in the hospital or infirmary. Because you would have a dose of the flu or even pleurisy. If it wasn't for your boots and your wellies. <laughs> I thought you said if it wasn't for your willy. Wellies. If it wasn't for your willy, where would you be? And I was thinking, oh, damn right, Billy. He's probably damn getting right. probably getting paid less, that's for sure. Yeah, wouldn't, wouldn't be able to hump I, anything. I, <laughs> Dave, we can still hump stuff. Who's we? The us without willies. The willyless. The willy You hump without a willy. <laughs> I've never seen it done. Good luck. Good luck. I'm Good luck. really sorry that I sang. I'm so sorry that happened. So after refusing, he was attacked by a, by a balaclava wearing gunman who shot through his windshield on this on this show I watched, and I, I believe that he was in the van at the time. Oh, wee fatty, with we, a sh- with a, sh- a sawn off shotgun. Yeah, so Oof. obviously that's a, that's a pretty big intimidation tactic. That's an, that's I'd a, be intimidated I, I feel by that. In, I, reckon. I feel intimidated by that. I feel like that's an attempted murder. Yeah, that's, that's right. But I think I think. I imagine it was shooting away from him, but still. I don't know, how accurate are sawn off shotguns? Oh. Don't they just spray bullets? Spray, and especially if you're a fat man. Yeah. You're a big target. It's a big moving target. <laughs> it's huge. Move Is that why you stay target. so slim? Exactly. Try and hit me with a shotgun. All right. I, um, you missed. <laughs> I, look, I, I don't like... I, I quite like I quite like um, Doyle because... And I know you guys are... Giving him a bit of shit, but I, I'll. I find Is that Fat Boy? Sorry, Fat Boy. Yeah, oh, Fatty. It, very we commendable. Fatty. He's standing up for what's right. Yeah, I really. I because I. But for me, I would. I would. If someone's shooting at my windscreen and saying, "Do what I tell you," I'll be like, 
All right. What do you want me to yeah, do? Okay. Get a tattoo of a Pokemon? Sure. I'll do it. <laughs> Saying that I love Jess and Dave. <laughs> Whatever. But why are you making this why? demand? It's very specific. <laughs> oh, it's Jess and Dave. Take the Valkyvers off. We're cool. But huh? So, is he still refusing? or Because at refusing. this point, I'd, gi- I'd give in. No. He's... Or I'd probably just quit, to be honest. He refused mm. to refuse. No. He refused to not refuse. What? Well, he didn't refuse. He... Okay. Uh, which makes... It gets sad from here, anyway. I'm just trying to... I'm trying to give you some so, warning so, that it gets pretty right. grim. So that was the light part of the episode. Yeah, that was... Well, yeah. The bit where I sang. Yeah, the, the, the song. Dumb, the song. bit where he was shot at with a shotgun, not shot. Yeah. Great. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. This podcast is brought to you by Squarespace, the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. Whether it's your first ever website or your business is expanding, Squarespace makes it easy to create a beautiful website and engage with your audience. Upload video content, organize your video library, and showcase your content on beautiful video pages. You can even sell access to your video library by adding a paywall to your content. Cha-ching! <laughs> you can help with written content on your website with Squarespace AI, which I used to write this next sentence, so check this out. Generate instant, personalized results that know and show your brand identity. Explain what your site is about, choose your tone, and enter what you need to get short or long-form text. Squarespace AI... Squarespace AI makes it easier to go live, stand out, and succeed online. Oh, Dave, if only it could also not just write it, but read it too. (laughs) And edit it. (laughs) Hey, sell exclusive content on your site by adding a paywall to sell memberships or courses. Or sell files your customers can download like PDFs, music, or eBooks. Man, it's starting to sound like I'm obsessed with money. (laughs) (laughs) And you are. So head to squarespace.com slash do go on for a free trial and to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. As Doyle refused to back down, the campaign of intimidation escalated. Uh At approximately 2am on April the 16th, 1984, a petrol fire was started at the door of the Doyle family's top four flat in their um, estate, uh, where Andrew Doyle lived with his parents, siblings, and on this night, three family guests. The fire swept out of control through the apartment. Uh, if it was just meant to frighten, then it went horribly wrong as five members of the Doyle family died in the fire oh, with wow. another dying in hospital later on. Wow. The victims were James Doyle, 53, his daughter, 25-year-old Christina Halleron, uh, her son, an 18-month-year-old baby boy named Mark, Mr. Doyle's son, James, 23, Tony, who was 14 years old, and Andrew Doyle, 18. Oh. So fucking... So they did get that boy himself. That boy, yeah. Oh, that's wow. awful. Uh, I think three survived of the family, but yeah, it... that's awful. So, but yeah, supposedly it was it was just meant to be another scare tactic. Um, well, I mean, a petrol fire, you know. Yeah, shit. Sometimes they go out of control. 
You fucking imbeciles. But yeah. um, so there was large public outrage over the attack, as you'd imagine, uh, which placed a lot of pressure on the local Strathclyde police, who were beginning to be pejoratively called Serious Chimes Squad. Said a serious crime squad. Oh, I see. Because of the chimes of the ice cream van. Oh, okay. It was a bit of a bit, it's a bit of fun, bit isn't fun it? There. I also really wanted to squeeze in the word pejoratively because um, they, they really weren't able. They were seen to be doing very little to stop the violence associated with the ice cream wars. The community outrage spurred the police into action really fast. Within a week, a local criminal named William Love provided information to the police that led to the arrest of four men on charges relating to the murder of the Doyle family. I think a couple others were arrested as well, but two main key players in this, um, Thomas Campbell and Joseph Steele, uh, were the main ones in the gun here. Love attested that he overheard Thomas Campbell and Joseph Steele at a pub plotting to punish Andrew Doyle and planning the fire. Love's testimony became the cornerstone of the prosecution's case. Um, Campbell, who was one of the accused, described Mr. Love as a desperado, who for the sake of staying out of prison on bail for a couple of months, he'd go into the witness box and finger any any one of us. <laughs> he fingered me. He fingered him. He'll finger the entire jury if he needs to. He's a finger for hire. If his finger will buy him freedom, he's not afraid to use it. He'll, he'll finger you, Judge. He'll finger you all fucking night if he has to. And judge says, I'm listening. <laughs> so it's, it's a good offer. <laughs> He'll figure Guilty. <laughs> uh, so, so his testimony... <laughs> he fingered me. <laughs> He'll finger him. <laughs> That's great. We've all been fingered, mate. We've all been, there's no shame in it. There's no shame. The long finger of the law. <laughs> so yeah, that's a bloody long finger. I felt, felt nine-tenths of it. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. Possession is nine-tenths of the finger. <laughs> in you. In you. In you. In you. I was going to finish that, but didn't really need to. Ah, good call. In, in you will do. Mm-hmm. Love's testimony became the first of three key pieces of the prosecution's case. In the police car, as he was being taken away for, for questioning, the prosecution alleged that Campbell said, it's the quote, the fire at the fat boys was only meant to be a frightener, which went too far. And this was the second. And he said that to the police in the car. He said that in the car as he was being taken away. Mate, I mean, come on. (laughs) Maybe keep that on an inside thought. First of all, don't plan the murder in a pub. Second of all, when you get arrested, don't just start talking about it. Yeah. Yeah, these feel like real dumb mistakes, don't they? Yeah. Real dumb things. Yep. Real dumb things. Or real lies. Yeah, maybe. So obviously Who that impl- fingering. <laughs> I'm fingering them all. <laughs> I do not discriminate with these people. He's fingers. much like love. Isn't that isn't that apt that he's named Love? The one <laughs> who'll figure anyone? Isn't that what love is in the end? The willingness to No, it's not. I'm getting confused. That's that's a dip, totally different yeah. thing entirely. The willingness to finger. Isn't that really isn't that what end? it is? In the end. Isn't that what love is? This is my Jess. Yeah, that's pretty good. Not the content of the words, Just more the, the, the head tilt you're doing there. The, That's, yeah. the bottom lip. I do taking, a real, <laughs> taking a real, taking a real roll on there. That is what I do. Are you having to go down as well, Dave? No, I'm trying. I'm trying my best. <laughs> That's pretty good. 
That's pretty good. Uh, so I'm flattered. Obviously, that him saying that implicated him in the crime. <gasps> Campbell denied ever saying it, swearing that the police were stitching him up. It's a stitch up. Yeah. <laughs> they fingered me, and then they stitched me up. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. The finger's still in there. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, there's the regret face. <laughs> it happened. Oh. The prosecution's final key piece of evidence was a map of the Richazi estate. I, that is a hard word to say, I imagine. You or nailed I nailed it, it potentially. Oh, you nailed it. R-U-C-H-A-Z-I-E, maybe. Richazi. Yeah. Uh, so allegedly this map was found at Mr. Campbell's flat. The Doyle's home on the map was marked with an X. <laughs> and uh-huh. it, it, did it say, Will Burn? <laughs> <laughs> no, it, was, like... <laughs> it was marked with a little fire emoji. <laughs> yeah, one, the first ever fire emoji. <laughs> if, you, like, th- if, if this is a stitch-up... Set fire feels, to this one. <laughs> it yeah. feels so... Yeah. yeah. Like, they've gone... If it's a stitch-up, they've gone too far. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, if, and if he's leaving this evidence around, he's not good at crime. Yeah, he's an idiot. Um, on the opposite side of the map was a dot-to-dot game uh, with Campbell and his wife's initials. Oh. I've seen, in, in that uh, show I watched, his wife was like, I was very busy around that time. We had kids. <laughs> I was flat chat. We weren't sitting around playing dot-to-dot games. It, is, it just oh, didn't happen. They didn't... But I mean, even if you're busy, you've yeah, got to make time, you know. Time. I love the idea that... That's the what clock... love is. That's what love That's is. That's what love is. It's not about fingering. <laughs> not well. I it's mean, that dot can work in, but... <laughs> I love that the cops have gone to that effort if they have planted this evidence. Did well, they... I know something. We'll make them sign their names next to a dot-to-dot. Who signs your name next to a dot-to-dot game? Yeah. I think it must be just the initials, so for the score or something. Yeah, probably. I'd, yeah, I couldn't that makes sense. fully... That's... Sign here. Uh... <laughs> I connected the dots, and that's what I came up with. But honestly, honestly, if you're... Oh, very good, Matt. (laughs) Yeah, no, I got it. But if you're not even (laughs) making time... For a little dot to dot. dot. You've got to connect. You've got to connect the dots. Mm. Like, just even if it's 10 minutes at night, you know, you just catch up and have a chat, like, have a debrief. Like, how are you? How was your day? That question... I think can really save a broken marriage, and I I feel I like I would know. I, I would know. How many Are broken marriages have you have you had? Have you saved? Oh, I've had many a broken marriage. Have you saved most of them? Yeah, for a bit. Yeah, collecting them. <laughs> I got so many saved marriages at the moment. Yeah, I got heaps. I reckon if a if a relationship is on the rocks, that question just becomes fucked. It's like I don't know. It was fine. It's you fine. Know, whatever. Just leave me alone. Sure. I imagine. I've never been in a bad relationship. Campbell had served years in jail. Yeah, at... You would say that. Never accept any of the blame, will you, mate? Oh, I've never done anything wrong. It's not at all what I said. Yeah. It's what you meant. It's that all my relationships have been perfect. But, I mean, they can't... Obviously, they all have a use-by date. There it is. I'm like, okay, great. So they're not that perfect, are they? I don't know what I'm talking about. Campbell had served years in jail in the 1970s and the early 1980s, and according to the prosecution, was a violent man who had entered the ice cream van business in 1983 <laughs> and protected his patch from rival ice cream business, the Machetti family, who Andrew Doyle worked for, and he, and he did it violently. He violently protected, protected his, his patch. patch. The prosecution painted Steele as Campbell's sidekick, who was recruited to do the dirty work in the campaign against the Marchetti drivers and vans. So they're the they're the two main men. Are they Machetti? Campbell or, and Steele. Machetti. 
Because Machete is an awesome name it, for a like a badass I, I, gang. It it would be, but I think it's Machete, and oh, I think it's okay. a, just okay. a family but surname. But can we please now? Yes, the Machetes. It's such a fucking great name. <laughs> I didn't even have to finish the sentence. You and I are so in tune. Okay, what am I thinking now? Can I have? You can, can I have a gelati, Mister Machete? I was actually going to say ice cream on the way home. Fuck yeah! Well done. Close, real close. That's it's pretty much the same thing. It's just bloody terminology, mate. <laughs> no, go on. Campbell denied this, uh, saying that he left his criminal past behind him when he um, joined the ice cream van business, and he was just trying to make a clean start. Hey, I'm just a next con trying to work with children. <laughs> Cut me a break. <laughs> uh, the prosecution had no forensic evidence against either of the accused, uh, and both of the men provided alibis. Though the alibis, <laughs> I was playing dot to dot <laughs> with oh, his no. wife. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, both the alibis could only be corroborated by their partners, though. But kind of that kind of makes sense to me because it was two a.m. So it's like you probably it'd be weird be. if you're like, yeah, yeah, I was down, you know, with my lawyer and my <laughs> church clergyman, <laughs> yeah. and we were have, playing a legal game of poker. Yeah, it would make sense that your partner can at two a.m. Two a.m. I think that... they probably know where you are. Yeah, so it's. Hmm. But anyway, um, seemingly these things. Should have been pretty devastating to the prosecution's case. In my mind, I'm like, no forensic evidence at all, and they had alibis. But you know, Yeah, but they're partners. fucking bullshit alibis. And they've got the map. And he admitted it, and he's a dirty dog. <laughs> all right. But and how would you say that in a Scottish accent? You dog. Dirt, dirty dog. Dirt- no. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm so dirt, sorry, Dirty Dirty dog. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm so, so sorry to our Scottish listeners. There's a few of you and you're really lovely. Um, I'm so sorry. Dirty, dirty dog. I can't get out of that. Where is it? Dirty. Dirty. Dirty dog. No. Nah. I think that's dog. I, was, I was getting no. more canny. What did I say? Doug. Okay. No. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Say dirty dog in Michael Canine's voice. Hello. <laughs> Hello. I'm Michael Kane and I am a dirty dog. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty good. So um, it feels like Dave, you were in tune with the with the jury. I am so one hundred percent guilty. <coughs> Take him away. The pair was <laughs> unanimously found guilty, ah. and uh, unanimity wasn't even a requirement in the Scottish. Uh, oh, you just need a majority. Courts. Just need a majority. So more more thought he was guilty than even required to, and the pair were jailed for life, sentenced to life. Wow, minimum twenty years. Beautiful. Um. So it's a minimum of twenty years for killing six people. Yeah, without it's like the minimum should be. But I imagine that, that life, is the minimum. But yeah, maybe that was. Oh, I don't. I'm not that sure. probably is a life. It's yeah, but tw- twenty think, twenty plus is what I mean. I think mm. these doesn't guys, mean you have to let them out after twenty. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's life, but if if it's like a good behavior thing, right? Which is still, I agree. Yeah. Is pretty... Your behavior is so good that you bring six people Cause... back to life. <laughs> We'll let you out. Because I That's think on some level, like it is, it's, <laughs> it's got to be different from going to someone's house and putting a bullet in six heads. What if, uh, you, if you lit a fire? I would much rather die to, with a bullet to the head than an apartment fire. No, no, yeah. no doubt. But as in terms of severity yeah. of the crime, I, I don't know. Yeah, I, obviously I they're all mean. fucked, but they're there's dirty different dog. levels of fucked. Dirty. Um, so in this, dog. this, um, dirty in... dog, 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 that's good. Dog. Dirty dog. Yeah. That's getting pretty close. 
probably still offensive to Scottish <laughs> no, people, so but it, it sounds more right Ross, to me. Ross, I'm so sorry, Ross. <laughs> Matt, please do go on. <laughs> so this um, investigative journalism show, Trial and Error, which last night um, sent it on the case, I was so good as well. There were bits of it. They used this weird device, editing device, where they'd have obviously two cameras on the interviews with um, people involved in the case. And they'd just be standing in their in their house or something like that. They'd have the whole screen. All of a sudden, would be a close up of their face, and this weird sort of edit down the side. And then on the other half of the screen would be the other camera. So you'd see them talking from two angles: <laughs> one close up and one mid shot. It was like they'd just discovered some technology yeah. in the nineties. They're like, here we Whoa, go. Here we we go. have to use this. We're, it would be a shame not to use this. This is going to blow their friggin' minds. But it, yeah, obviously, anything that you think is Cutting edge at the time is always going to look dated very quickly, but mm. I really enjoyed it. I, I was laughing out loud every time. It, <laughs> <laughs> oh, so it takes funny. a bit to get a good, loud, like out loud laugh from you. Yeah. Well, so. It feels so good when it happens. Oh, man. It's the most gratifying thing in the world. Um, so they, in, in this program, the journalists found many inconsistencies within the case. Uh, one that stood out to me was the date that Love had said he overheard the man in the pub. Mm. He gave different dates for that. Oh, can't people get confused? They definitely can. Fine. One of those dates couldn't have possibly been right because he was in jail at the time. Right. Okay. So he probably. Did you get confused have, with that? He you? probably yeah. couldn't have. He probably couldn't have been. He just got confused. I trust him. Hmm. Um, the program was asking questions about the legal system and how it was unable to uncover these inconsistencies because they didn't even come up in the case. So the defence didn't know about them. And I, I sort of, I, I understand that it's the prosecution's job to put people behind bars, you know. But it, I feel like a big chunk of that is putting the right people behind bars. And it was almost like they just wanted to get people away because there was a lot of, you know, the people... Big case, family died, Big case, yeah. people mm. really wanted action. And it's like, they're like, we just got to make something happen. That's what it feels like, maybe, because it felt like definitely a lot of corners were cut and... At worst, they just made evidence up. Oh, two dirty dogs are in jail. What more do you want? <laughs> I rest my case. Two, two, two dirty dogs oh, are in name, jail. Oh, you. What more do you want? Oh, want? Really... No, fuck it. I lost it at one, but yeah, I was doing okay. You stepped it up until again. That I'm point. so sorry. <laughs> but I, I will not be the last time. <laughs> Hundred percent will not be. <laughs> you are so right there. Campbell and Steele were sent to Balini Prison. Well, I hope it was a nasty one. <laughs> oh, I think it uh, definitely was. Apparently, until uh, about ten years ago, there was the toilets were buckets in the cells. Great. That was in this century. Shit in, in two thousand and three or two thousand four was when they changed that. Oh God, that's pretty fucked. <laughs> and that's in like the UK. Yeah, like a first world country. Oh my God, I couldn't believe it. Um, a bucket. They continued to. Is it the Monty Python episode we talked about shitting in a bucket? Yes, it was. Anyway, <laughs> I don't recall that. I do remember Something another episode where I had a bucket. One of the one of the other options for Monty Python was something horse. Oh, that's something right. in bucket. We're like, oh, who would we be wanted? Like, I said I would do the bucket because I shat in a bucket one time. And have you really? No, but she, I just, yeah, it was the spent, last option. So I was like, well, spent a couple me. of years in Bellini. Yeah, well, you know what. Uh, when they were there, they continued to protest their innocence. Oh, shut up, liars. <laughs> <laughs> Shit in the bucket and fuck off. 
After a few years behind bars, their campaign to prove their case was a grave miscarriage of justice was gaining momentum. But in 1989, their appeal failed. Well, what does that tell you? They're guilty. Three years later, a breakthrough occurred in their quest for freedom. In 1992, journalist Doug Skelton and journalist Lisa Brownlee published a book called Frighteners. And it was about the ice cream wars. Love was interviewed for the book, uh, The Fingerer. And... <laughs> Love the finger. Love the finger of love. And in this process, he signed three affidavits saying he had lied in court. Um, three? Three, yeah. It feels like overkill. But, uh, the only thing... Um, oh, yeah. So, people were saying in a few different articles, like, and he had no reason to change his story. Like, there was no gain. It's been paid off. Paid off. N- nothing for him to gain, but... Um, I-, I was thinking, you know, unless he likes the attention, obviously, because... This puts him in the news again. So, I, I don't know that if he was into that. But uh, everyone else who I read was saying, you know, there was n- nothing for him to gain. Whereas the first time around, he... Um, oh, he, he had to get some bail. Is that right? Yeah, he, he, he was able to get out of jail, basically, for... for uh, That was the deal he cut with the Think of those two men. Yeah. We'll Think let it, you out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> it's just for you, Dave. I guess. I don't know. Fuck. Um, the book's author said that the driving force for love was to clear his conscience. Uh, explaining why he'd initially lied in court, Love confirmed that he did it to secure a deal for himself, saying, I did so because it suited my own selfish purposes. The explanation as to why I gave evidence is this. The police pressurised me to give evidence against Campbell, who they clearly believed was guilty of arranging to set fire to Doyle's house. So he's both saying he did it for his, you know, to get out of trouble, but he also did it because the police made, you know, pressured him to. But that the police did believe, like the police, he's saying they framed him basically. They fingered framed, him. They fingered the guy they thought did it anyway. <laughs> they just had no evidence of, so they were sort of. That's in his love's mind. Love being a guy who's proven himself to be a liar. So mm. everything he says is sort of like. How much of it do you believe? Yeah. Uh, this sparked new interest in the story, this book coming out, um, and also led to Steele and Campbell increasing their attempts to get attention to their case. They went about it in different ways. Steele escaped prison on a number of occasions. Um, once he escaped, though, he didn't hide. One of these times, he he uh, did quite the opposite, and he went to Buckingham Palace, handcuffed him to the front gates, and superglued his hands to the bars. What? What? He, he did that himself? Yeah. Handcuffed. There's video of him. Handcuffed himself and superglued his hands to the bars. Yeah. What? To just as like a, a protest way. going, hey, remember me? And he went a long way too. Wow. Yeah, yeah. So it's it, when, when you go that far, it's sort of like, could you, you know, he he could have just tried to lay low or whatever, but. He's like, no, I want justice. Wow. Doing stuff like that made me think, it's like, why would it, if a guy was guilty, would you do that? No, yeah, well, but you wouldn't no, think but so. if it let you out in the long run, because if you escape, you're pretty much 99% of the time, you yeah, get recaptured. True. But if you do this and you look innocent, people start publicly backing you. Maybe mm. they'll look into your case. You roll the dice one more time. Maybe you'll get out. Okay. Yeah. Like the dirty dog you are, <laughs> you lying murderer. You'll, maybe you'll get out like the dirty dog you are. Yeah. Then yeah, dirty you, dog's always getting out. Yeah, you heard me. It's always bloody getting out of that dirty dog. I've got to fix the fence. <laughs> it's time for a bath. <laughs> time for a bath, you dirty dog. 
Oh, no, he's off again. <laughs> he really, ha- really hates baths, <laughs> but <laughs> loves crawling under that fence. <laughs> My own fault. <laughs> uh, Campbell, on the other hand, went on a hunger strike that lasted months. This is how he was trying to bring attention to the I think you're getting a lot less attention in a jail where you shit in a bucket. People are like, <laughs> no one gives a fuck, mate. Go to Buckingham Palace. I had a thought about that. I'm like... If if the prison, you know, the prison's not going to be trying to push that story. So if you're quietly doing that in a pretty brutal prison, he must have been talking to lawyers or something going, get this story out. He must have been talking to someone on the outside saying, get this into yeah, the I press. Maybe that, that, that book probably covered it. Otherwise, otherwise, it's, you know, it's a tactic that only works if you're getting coverage for it. I mean, same as handcuffing yourself to Buckingham Palace, yeah. but that feels a bit more likely. Live stream my hunger strike in this prison. Yeah. Um, so, but apparently that got him really close to death on multiple occasions. So in this uh, show, he was talking about how he, eventually they took away his tea even. Oh, so he, he's still alive? 20 years ago. Yeah, I was going to say, this is, that's quite an old documentary, yeah. but. So they, t- they they took away his tea? Yeah, they took away his tea oh, and so his you... pens and pads. Oh, I get it. You don't want to eat. Fine. Well, you can't drink either. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. So, yeah, was... All right. <laughs> well played. Look, you're not allowed to have roasts either. Yep. <laughs> I don't I'm not eating. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> well, can't have can't have a chucky bicky. Ooh, that, hmm? there, there you are, aren't they? Oh. Go by with a tea. Can't have that. <laughs> Here's a list of things you're not allowed to eat. I'm not eating at all, mate. I'm not eating. Dave, you're never babysitting my children. <laughs> that I don't have. Okay. That's a bit of an admission there, Jess. I'm not have babysitting your children that you don't have. Yeah. But the ones that you do have, <laughs> yeah. I'm in charge. I mean, that, yeah. A lot of that s- when I'm not there, you're second in charge. <laughs> <laughs> but who's first in charge? Oh, hilarious. <laughs> Whilst all this was going on, their lawyers continued to fight for them, eventually having them released on bail in 1996, pending a second appeal. So they what? You get released on bail? Yeah, pending appeal. Which is interesting. But you've been found guilty of murdering six people. Yeah, that's that's what I found interesting. If you, you get to appeal, you, don't you just wait and wait it out? Yeah, it's like now you're sort of. It's the opposite. You're almost guilty till your your appeal succeeds. But right. apparently, yeah, you're out on bail. And I also imagine that the guy that has broken out so many times, that's also a crime. Yeah, not get in trouble. Yeah, for I that? imagine mm. that makes it. It's like, well, we'll let you out for that, but you have broken out of six prisons, so here's another five year sentence. Mm. By this stage, though, their case was even stronger because this time they had affidavits from love, which they didn't have before. So still, still got the map, still admitted in the cop car, you dirty dogs. Only according to four policemen. Yeah, you can't trust those. Um, you can trust this dirty dog over There was this weird thing, apparently, the per- so the four cops in the car heard it, but the one who wrote down him saying that was the driver. Isn't what? that weird? Yeah. So they had to pull over or something? That's what they said. They're like, I don't know if it really makes sense. Why would the driver? Surely the guy in the passenger seat. I guess the guys in the back are chatting. Chatting, yeah. they're holding him in. They're like, anyone keeping track of this? Yeah, I am. Honey driving? Multitask, mate. I got voice to text. <laughs> Siri, take a note. He just said, I fucking did it. So, end note. End. End note. Stop it. For fuck's sake. Fuck. Fuck. Siri calls me daddy. (laughs) 
What? I don't remember setting that. It was That's a joke so one time. Weird. Like, no. Yeah, because you can tell Siri to call you anything. I don't really? like that. And then I did something the other day, and I asked Siri a question. And she said, "Okay, Daddy." And I was like, oh, oh, oh weird. That's so, fucked. so weird. That's okay. something. That's the worst of all things. <laughs> People calling anyone Daddy. I don't care if they are your Daddy. No good. <laughs> okay. Good don't you think? No, maybe, I agree. maybe small children calling their dad that. Maybe. Sure. Yeah. Six and under. But yeah, I know. Yeah. I, I agree with you. Ugh. I don't you know, like, remember how or why it happened. Like an I've 18... changed it now. Well, no, it's not. Yeah, that's why it was funny because it's a phone and I'm a lady. <laughs> <laughs> okay, daddy. Okay, daddy. Oh. <laughs> I was like, no, Siri, no, <laughs> no, Siri, please stop. <laughs> stop. It. Okay, so yeah, this, so this time their case was stronger because of these affidavits, right? Um, which removed one of the three key pieces of evidence. Dave obviously mentioned that there's still, still the other got two. two. Got Don't the worry, map. I'm not worried. I'm not worried. Got about the it. map, and we got the <laughs> we got the, s- the half admission thing in the car. Half admission. 100%. Well, he, he said it was only. Yeah, he sort of implied that he. I half did that. <laughs> I, I set the fire, but I didn't put it there. It's like what? <laughs> yeah, I set it. I set it down the road. Yeah. Someone picked I, it up. Then how we got there. <laughs> Sheer coincidence that it went to the exact spot that my friend wrote down on the map. Moves a bloody fire. I tell you what, he's a rogue. In February 1998, the panel of three judges was split on whether the fresh evidence relating to Love's testimony would have significantly affected the outcome of the trial in the first place, and whether or not it should be reheard now. So it was split. Which way do you reckon it was split? Lord Cullen and Lord Sutherland both decided it would not have affected it, meaning that it was a 2-1 split with uh, Lord McCluskey disagreeing. And because of the, because it was a negative result, 2-1, to one, they were refused the appeal again. And uh, So did you go back to jail at that point? Back to jail. Back to jail. That's a weird thing. You were out for a while, even though you're a convicted murderer. No one has overturned your murder conviction yet. Mm. So you're still on the street. Yeah, as and a that, well, th- this was to see if it could be. Yeah, sh- you uh, should... I don't think this was even an appeal. This was to see if it could go to appeal. I believe. So yeah. Anyway, but so it's no interesting. Ap- so they're back back to jail. And again. no appeal happens at all. No, it didn't. Oh. Hmm. Two to one. Only one like? of those lords. They're all lords as well. <laughs> Is that still happening? Where it's just lords making decisions. The yeah. Lord makes all of my decisions for me. <laughs> Podcast Lord. <laughs> Ten months later, they tried to have that decision to refuse their appeal overturned. Fuck, law's confusing. Mm. Basically appealing their failed appeal, but Donald Dewar, who was the Scottish secretary, a super sweet Scottish name. Donald. Donald Dewar. Because Dewar's like a common brand of scotch that you'll find oh. in the bottlers around here, Dewar's. There you go. I don't know if it's... Genuine or not, but that's you see that in the Scotch Isle. It's one Donald. of the cheapest. Donald's, the Jewers, teachers, Valentine's, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. That's a little. <laughs> the uh, Russian Scotch. My helping. <laughs> uh, so Jewer said he turned down the bid also. So they tried to appeal the failed appeal, sort of. Mm. And Jewer said that there were not sufficient grounds to allow it. They're on a big old losing streak at this stage. And uh, I reckon if it was me, I don't know if it was you, but I'd basically, I reckon I'd just about be like, ah, oh, fuck it. Mm. Yeah. I would have no confidence in the system at all. If, if, I, if I was actually innocent. If I wasn't, I'd be like, nah. Yeah. <laughs> nah, I was worth a try. Yeah. <laughs> nah, you got me. Nah. <laughs> oh, I did it. Yeah, I totally did it. Yeah. <laughs> 
Um, yeah, but uh, uh, they they continue to fight. Um, at this point, their lawyer, a man named John Carroll, took it to the Criminal Cases Review Commission, and the fight went on. Mm. Uh, the years continued to go by, as they tend to do, and the Crown <laughs> fought hard against letting the Commission access paperwork attaining to the case. Attaining? I wrote that just before, and I'm like, that's not the right word. Pertaining? Yeah. Pertaining to the case. Anyway, paperwork about the case. Yep. Paperwork from the case. So not letting them even have a look. The Crown, you know, the prosecution, the government or whatever, they're like, nah, nah, you can't have it. But this is another government body, the Commission, who want to access the paperwork to, you know, see if the case was fair and everything. Not even let them have a look. They're like, nah, you can't. They fought fought them against it. And it almost makes it sound like that's something hard. They reckon? So it's like, just let them see the things. If it's fair dinkum, then... Too right, Cobber. You know what I mean? Uh, Lord Clark ruled in... I, I imagine if you said that, they'd be like, in Scotland, sorry, what What are you talking about? What? What's stinking? What? 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 Sorry, what? Are you not all right? <laughs> We're getting better. Have you guys been to Glasgow? Glasgow. 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 No. As a kid, yes. I've not. And this is my experience. So, it's, I know it's a lot safer now, but it was... Famously quite a rough city. And uh, we went, well, 1998, walking down the street, turned to my right, looked down an alleyway, we see a man, nut, headbutt another dude, in, and he, the famous Glasgow kiss. kiss. I saw that live, wow. and my, my parents were like, we've got to get, we've mm. got to get out of here. Wow. Saw the live Glasgow kiss. That's cool. Live is a weird way for you to oh, put yeah. it, but... um. Okay. He'd we'll, watched so many. He'd read so many yeah. in the books. I will be headbutting live. <laughs> wow. Will, hey, if you give enough money to our Patreon, I'll hump something and then headbutt it. <laughs> we'll do the double. Put a dollar figure on that, mate. Famous Dave double. <laughs> That's terrible. That's so weird. Is it? Uh, I don't know anymore. Yes, no, it is. Okay, thanks, Matt. Uh, Lord Clark, who was making the decision on to whether or not they could be granted access to the paperwork, ruled in favour of the commission, uh, stating that the commission has a statutory obligation to carry out a full, independent and impartial investigation into alleged miscarriages of justice, and that the legislation under which it acts was clearly designed to give the widest powers to perform that duty. That does sound fair enough. It's like, that's their job. Let them... Just review it. Yeah, cool. I totally cool. agree. It's like, it's so weird. Why that... can't they have a look? Yeah. Is there a reason they can't have a look? Don't because they're dirty dogs and they're guilty of crime. They're Sorry, I forgot where I said on this. Dirty dogs. Yeah. It's a, they're I... guilty of crime. I think they were saying that they... <laughs> yeah, that was pretty good. Pretty it. close. So I just left the room and Billy Connolly was here yeah. for a few seconds. Uh, I was channeling uh, Did you McGregor. be in the shoe? No. Uh, this was a big win for Campbell and Steele, and in 2001, three years after their last failed appeal attempt, the commission sent the case back to the appeal court. So they finally got to appeal it. Do they get, do they get out again for this bit, or are they still locked away? Yeah, they get out again. Oh, for fuck's sake. Like, what? Stop letting them out. I know. Uh, the following month, Campbell and Steele were granted freedom, but only in the interim. Uh, if their appeal failed... They would have ha- uh, they would have to ha- head back to prison. Think about all the cool shit you'd be doing, like all the good food you'd be eating. Mm. That'd uh, be about it. The potential key to the success of the appeal was Brian Clifford, a professor of cognitive psychology 
and he testified that the recollection of Campbell's statement by the four police officers at the time of the original trial was too exact. Oh, oh come off it, mate. They wouldn't have remembered exact details. All four recalled what he said, the sentence, word for oh, word, okay. same lingo, yeah. same grammar. But if a dude admitted to burning down a house, you'd remember that. You've just arrested him. No. Okay, well... Yeah, you wouldn't all four of you write down or say the exact same words. At a later date, the exact same. And it was like in Scottish... Yeah, it was... No, it wasn't. But it was like, you know, it was 20-something words. Mm. All exact. So, and he conducted studies and his results were that most only recalled between 30 and 40% of the actual words they heard. They'd get the, you know, the The sentiment, right? yeah. Having said that, I actually can't remember the wording that you used about yeah. 45 minutes ago. The the yeah, highest exactly. score obtained recalling what Campbell was supposed to have said was 17 words out of the 20, 21. Or wow. So that was the highest out Did of Did you it. read the whole 21 before? Yes. Do you want to have a crack at it? Yeah. Let me go find it again. Okay. The, um, fi- the fire at... Uh, did he call him Fat Boy? The fire at Fat Boy's house was was only a scare. Yeah, the, and it got it uh, got out of control. No, nah, I don't think he said out of control. It got it got out of hand. It went too far. We're well, gonna have to lock something in. Went too far. Rings a bell. Got out of hand. Went too far. I think. Say so, so. Say it from the start. Okay. The so fire at the f- Fat Boy's house. Was only a scare. Was only meant meant to be a scare. scare? Oh, this is fun. Um, so close. And then, how do you finish it? There's it got a... it got out of, it got out of con- control. It went too far. Oh man, it's so close. So you've added in house, which isn't there. Fat boys, yeah. And you said scare, but it was frightener. Frightener. Damn! But if you Scottish, you'd though. get that lingo. And it was Good just job. and. Which went too far. There was no... You added an extra little bit in there as well. Oh, can you just read it back to... So it was, the fire at Fat Boys was only meant to be a frightener, which went too far. Yeah, I remember it went too far. So I think that... that you, Yeah, you did kind quite well the there, but yeah. it does kind of prove the point. We've it's probably just, got 17 out of 21. Yeah. Plus so a few extras. But between the two of us as well, though. And yeah, yeah, you and were working. But there's four people in the car, so between the four of them, they would get them all. Thank you. But that, I, <laughs> Go to jail, you dog. <laughs> Your dog. I guess the problem was they must have obviously said, no, we we didn't go back over this together. Mm. We, um, mm. you know, they must have said, no, no, we all just, re- that's just how I remember it. I haven't talked to them about it. But clearly they but, at least yeah. well, let's not... maybe said it, but then they've, they, they must have talked about it. Yeah. Let us give a bit of credit to the constabulary of the famous Glasgow Police Department, who, of course, they've spent years taking witness statements, so they would be able to recall much better than an average human like us would it's interesting be able to. as well. Interesting. Um, the, 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 dog. You're a dog. And also, obviously, you write it down when you're driving. Yes. But, uh, yeah, so he wrote it down. It feels like he wrote it down and then everyone else looked at it and remembered it or Maybe, something. Maybe, yeah. But why did, it, why did the driver... Anyway, there's all these weird things. Yeah. It's a problem sometimes when you get all these different sources and bring them in together into one report. And even in my sources, there's all these weird things that don't make sense. Most things sound crazy the more you think about them. Pink. Dave humping and then headbutting <laughs> an object. That, that only gets less crazy the more you think about it. What do you? What would you make him do? I'm thinking like a watermelon. It would just be fun to see him like 
like burst of watermelon with his head. Oh, man. Humping it first. I don't know. <laughs> You'd have to, to like, it? get a hole. Oh, anyway, <laughs> I've thought about it all a little too He's much. just humping. All right, we'll do a vote. Oh, yeah, right. So He's humping doesn't mean penetrating. <laughs> Yeah, I've got, I've got, I'm probably wearing pants unless you want to pay the full price. Okay, dry humping. <laughs> He's dry humping a dry watermelon. Humping water. You're not wet humping okay. a watermelon. How about, how about this? Because normally a watermelon <laughs> would prefer to be wet humping. It's in its nature. <laughs> what I know, is happening? I know you love your little poles, your little <laughs> little poles, eh, Dave? Fuck. <laughs> I know you love your little surveys on our Patreon page. So how about we put up four things for me to dry hump and then headbutt. If you're a patron, you'll get to vote and you will see that exclusive video at patreon.com. Are we, are we just going to do that next yep. week? Next Sweet. week. All right, that's awesome. No one's going to vote. We'll put one option. One option will be, please no, Dave. <laughs> and I will be very surprised if that doesn't win. No, as if that would win. That will win. People want to see the dry hump. No one wants to see it. I'll be offended if people don't say yes. Even though, even though everyone could choose not to see it, I think people will just prefer to know that it hasn't happened. <laughs> four, four objects. Suggest them now. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Well, so he wouldn't I'm, go in for I'm the tattoo, but he will hump something. Yeah, so it's on interesting. tape <laughs> and put it out into the internet. Yeah. Uh, onto Patreon exclusively. Okay. And you trust those oh, people shit, to so it's a kind keep of that sil- silence over there. They've paid for it. They don't want anyone yeah, else to see true. it. Um, okay. Well, anyway, so the, it went to appeal. And this testimony from Brian Clifford helped because the appeal was a success. What? What? No. No. The scum's back on the streets ready to murder another unwilling family. <laughs> dog. You, dear, you dirty dog. Really? Dog. So, so, how how unanimous was their not guilty? Just not guilty. Just 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 to, don't ask that question, Dave. Dave, shut the fuck up, Dave. <laughs> so that Dave, that is basically shut bringing up. me to the end of the wow. report. So they got out. They got out. Um, what what year was one, that? One of my great sources it was two thousand and four. One of my great sources for this report, probably the the main one, was uh, from an article in the Scotsman's newspaper. I hope I hope our Scottish listeners can tell me that this is the. A good and worthy <laughs> newspaper. Yeah. It calls itself Scotsman, Scottish. That's the one that is one of the most important ones to get a good review at during the Edinburgh Fringe. Right. You get four or five stars in the Scotsman, you're you're all right. I feel like oh, it's interesting. Yeah, it's their, I, I imagine it's their broadsheet. I'm thinking it's their respectable paper, but if it turns out it's like a a catalog, it comes with the um, <laughs> comes with your LD. your Kmart catalog or something. Then, uh, but anyway, so I uh, use that quite a bit in this. Um, and so I thought I'd finish with a couple of paragraphs from an article from The Scotsman, um, which was published the day after the men's convictions were quashed in 2004. And this, and this is those paragraphs. When the judgment finally came, the end of Scotland's longest-running legal saga was marked not by the raucous celebration that most anticipated, but by muted anger at the failings of the criminal justice system. As they were cleared at the Court of Appeal in Edinburgh, of the murder of, of six members of a Glasgow family during a fire-raising attack in 1984, Joseph Steele and Thomas Campbell did not turn to each other or their loved ones packed together in the public gallery, but looked straight ahead, staring unflinchingly at the bench. Their reaction was perhaps fitting in the circumstances. The true legacy of their 20-year campaign for freedom has been their blinkered determination to overturn one of the biggest miscarriages of justice in Scottish criminal history. 
The murder of six members of the Doyle family in an arson attack at the height of the so-called ice cream wars is surpassed in Scottish criminal notoriety only by the horrific deeds of Peter Manuel, who was hanged at Barlini Prison in 1958 after being convicted of seven murders. I only left that last bit in because I'm like, oh, I'm curious about this guy now. I wonder if that could be a future episode. Mm. Peter Manuel. Well, we know the ending now. <laughs> <laughs> but that so it's interesting oh, wow. it's the second most notorious criminal case in Scottish wow so they went to jail for 20 years that always breaks my heart when when you hear those stories of people getting out they were wrongfully convicted and then but they like you can't get those 20 years back so um at the end of the case um people were kind of asking Campbell if he was you know he must feel happy or whatever and uh, this is a quote uh, that I think sums up sort of where he was at about it all he said there is no jubilation or happiness because I feel there is only losers in this case. The Doyle family lost. We have lost our lives in prison. And for 20 years, justice is lost. Well, I imagine it, if I was in that case, I'd be like straight from that court to the other side of the court to sue the shit <laughs> out the of the court. The sewerage out side of the, of the court. Yeah, no. To, <laughs> to sue the shit out of the uh, Justice Department for, you know, 20 years of robbery. Yeah, he actually did. um, He did talk about that as well. He said, "There is no compensation for a tragedy of this magnitude. There is no compensation for society robbed of justice for over twenty years." Wow! Wow! He was like, "It's pretty articulate." Yeah, he became like some of those quotes. Almost feel like there was a writing process. Yeah, yeah. A team of writers. We've had twenty years to think about the moment that you emerge a free man. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe that, and then even that, years between knowing that that final um, appeal was going to happen and, and it being successful, and he's doing it out out in the free world anyway. He could could have been out there with some writers. Maybe there weren't such dirty dogs after all. Jess. Dirty dogs. <laughs> dirty dogs. Dirty dogs. Dirty, you learnt, dogs. Learnt, dirty dogs learnt new tricks like <laughs> cleaning themselves. He's just a regular dog. <laughs> I didn't have any writers. I, I didn't have any writers. I Figure that one out. I you was had like, thirty wait. years to think of that, Matt. I get it because now they're not. Dirt, they're, now they're not dirty dogs. Not dirty. Dogs. They're, just, they're still dogs. They're clean dogs. Nah, good, good guys. Oh, that was a wow, fascinating story. I did not know any. Yeah, of that. what a story. I hadn't heard of that either. So yeah, thank you so much to our suggestors. Yeah, yeah, we love when you suggest sort of maybe. I don't know, it's three of us, it's obscure to us, like obscure, cool stories like that. So if you have any inkling of something that maybe happened in your country that we wouldn't be aware of, hit us up. Because we're aware of everything that's ever happened in Australia, of course. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) Matt, one of my absolute favourite things about you is how quickly you will agree to a joke, like with a joke, like just the, mm, mm. That's like, it's always so early in something dumb I'm saying, mm. Yeah, it's very good. I love it. He's a real supporter. He really backs it. It's great. You got it. I'm a yes man. <laughs> yeah, so thanks so much to Carlos, the birthday boy. Yeah, who's having his birthday boy this week. <laughs> <laughs> good luck with your birthday boy, mate. <laughs> yeah. You'll need it. They're Spo- a real handful. Sorry about the spoilers. And yeah. also Connor, who uh, suggested it a few months ago. And who else? And I think you guys will all now agree that it is the coolest thing ever, <laughs> seriously. Um, well, Apart except from... for all the brutal murder, yeah. which is less cool. Yeah. Good, good call there. Classic Connor. Classic Connor. He's always you got to back yourself, Connor. You got to. If you think murder's cool, just go with it. Yeah, fuck. Awesome, great story. Real roller coaster. Mm. I was. It was one of those ones going in where I'm like, oh, 
Are they going to be able to be lighthearted about this? And yeah, yeah they we, were. Just dirty accused, dogs. Accused, just accused two innocent men that spent 20 years in jail of being dirty dogs. So I think we should take some time now to thank everyone that supports us over at patreon.com slash dogoonpod, the people that are trying to get Jess and Matt tattooed. Sorry, and Dad. the people who will see you hump a something or other. Yeah, that's right. Then headbutt. <laughs> All you pay to, <laughs> for some reason. Everyone but like on... normally with these sorts of things, we discuss it ahead of time and go, "Yeah, no, we're all okay with that." And he's just come out Fine. on the pod like, "Yeah, I'm going <laughs> to hump something." This <laughs> usually we we plan these sort of humping campaigns, <laughs> but today I've just gone out, all done half it myself, cocked. half cocked. Which well, it's I, hard to hump half cocked. Uh, well, I'll give it my best. We'll give it my best. Now, we'd like to th- uh, say thank you to some of our Patreon uh, supporters, our patrons. And I would like to start by thanking someone who may or may not be part of the government. They live in our Australian Capital Territory. Mm-hmm. Yes, I would like to thank the one, the only, the honourable, the right honourable <laughs> MP herself, Miss Government Minister for Environmental Crimes. It is... <laughs> Anna Casey. Oh. You know where you've seen her out there talking. Oh, I've seen her. I voted our, for her. Hustings. Alongside our Prime Minister. Yeah. yeah. Malcolm yeah. Turnbull and her. She's the Environmental Crimes Minister. Yeah. Remind <laughs> she, me again, is, is she pro or against <laughs> environmental she, she crimes? Plans, she plans the environmental crimes. Uh-huh. Right. She plans them. She plans them. Wow. What, but do you think the crimes plan themselves? Yes. If that's how good she is. She makes you think that, but wow. really, she's behind it all. Anna, Anna Casey. Casey. Remember Thank when you. people started to pejoratively call her the Minister for Environmental Chimes? <laughs> Did you just want to say pejoratively again? Yes. <laughs> I like oh. that word. Well, what a great job she does. Great job, Anna. B- depending on what side of environmental crimes you stand, of course. She's, of course. She does good work if you support environmental crimes, and if you're on the other camp, you must at least respect her. Yeah, yeah you've got to respect that work ethic. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. You know, like, and, and, a, and a job well done. Exactly. You've got to respect so, that. Well done, Anna Casey. I'm not She's sure results-driven. Yeah. Mm. Speaking of results-driven and jobs well done, and I'm speaking on the fly here, um, I would also like to thank someone who's a very frequent tweeter as well. Like I recognise this name straight away. I was like, oh, hello, this is a friend of ours. A very good friend, uh, and uh, and I think he's been a supporter for a very long time. I would personally like to thank uh, one of our Canadian friends from Vancouver. It's Cody Clark. Oh. Also, great name, Cody Clark. There is something, because apparently there's some... Um... I read this little study. That's not true. Someone told me once. Uh, I'm not reading studies. They may have read it in a study. They may have. But they they said they had, but they probably also just heard from someone else. Yeah. Who probably read it in a study. If if people make up a name quickly because they're caught in a lie and the made-up name will often be alliteration. Yeah. Cody Clark. Um, So you're saying Cody Clark is made-up. Gary Greenman. Go and ask me to make up a name. Hey, Matt, make up a name. Johnny Depp. (laughs) (laughs) Give a fake name. Give a fake name. I'm Johnny Depp. (laughs) No relation. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, I think Cody Clark's probably a real person. I'm fairly confident. I reckon he's had to fill out the Patreon form really quickly. Um, Uh, Cody Cody Clark. Clark. Cody Clark. Yeah, great. Cody Clark is. But I I think that they also are a lot of the coolest names. CC. A lot of uh, alter egos in... in, uh, Peter Parker. Superhero universes are as well. Clark Kent. Mm-hmm. Uh, Iron Man. <laughs> Iron Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman. What's Iron Man's real name again? Tony Stark. Tony Stark. That's not quite right. But they're very close in the alphabet, TNS. <laughs> you think about like that? 
<laughs> anyway. Some, when people are under pressure at study, you're showing that their first name will often be very similar to the last name in terms of the first letter. letter yeah. They'll go, you'll never have an A and an X. No. You won't say Alex Xenophon. No. No one's saying that. No one is saying that. But you might say that because the last letter in Alex is X and the first letter in Xenophon is X. Mm. I've done it again. <laughs> I don't know what you've done. I got lost there for a bit. Anyway. In Dave's eyes. I was. Oh, blue eyes over here. Yeah. Please. Baby blues. Hey, if you don't, if you guys don't mind, um, if I just squeeze into this love in for a moment. Please. And thank I mean, we have so many good names, but this has got to be up there with some of those good names. Great. Let's uh, really sell it, baby. <laughs> Richard Schubert III. Oh, very oh, good. Give it to me. What? Again. Richard Schubert III. Even better the second time. Yeah. He's also, because that, that's Richard III, right? Dick the Turd. Mm hmm. So he's. Who was Richard III? He, was, he had a play about him. What else, what, was, what else was noteworthy? Was he the one under the car park, Dave? Yeah. What? Under the car park? His bones were found, found him, like, under in a, in a, I think it was a Leicester car park. Wow. He's the one that supposedly had a hunchback, may have killed his two nephews, locked them up in the tower because they, when they grew older, would have been... Less hunchbacked. No, they would have been a, a rival to the <laughs> throne. He was jealous. Cause... Which is why. <laughs> and he, he's, very, he's very evil in the Shakespeare play. Right. Yeah, right. Gotcha. Yeah. Cool. Well, thank you to Richard, Richard as well. Richard Schubert III. Fuck. I'm going to be saying that all night. It's bloody caught in my head. He's in the golden hat, actually. Mm. Oh, what a guy. What a guy. Thank you very much to all of those, uh, those wonderful people. I bet Richard Schubert III wears a golden hat. Yeah. A crown. Yeah. <laughs> I know that's what some people call him. A crown. <laughs> yeah, he probably wears a crown. <laughs> he just got so excited. He was, oh, he wears a crown. <laughs> oh, he's, he's my, my, my crown man. He's American, but I think he's still... He's still a monarchist. Still a monarchist. Till the end. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, sorry, I cut you off there, Jess. Yeah, I was trying to wrap you up, sorry. and you kept going. Uh, so, yeah, thank you. Uh, sorry, Jess, so let me just wrap you up there. Um, <laughs> thanks so much for listening to the show, everyone. Sorry, Dave, if I could just wrap you up there. Sorry, <laughs> Okay, sorry, I was just going on too much about... If I could just wrap you guys up there, I'd like to bring this show to a close. Thanks so much I'd for love, listening, everybody. Love the fourth voice just came in. <laughs> <laughs> like, like Dugo on had a narrator this whole time. Oh, that'd be so <laughs> That'd be so good. This week... The three guests find themselves guests. trapped in Sherwood Forest. If I'll just wrap the four of you up there. <laughs> this has been a lot of fun. I'm, uh, that one was an intimidating topic. I hope I did it okay. Laws. Me and the laws. I did legal studies in uh, high school, so, you know, I'm, I'm kind of on top Qualified. of it. Didn't quite become a lawyer, but I did uh, graduate high school. Um, <laughs> As all lawyers probably have. Probably have, oh, yeah. So I we, see. All, we all have that in common. Um <laughs> But also, yeah, it was just a, it was a big, big old topic. Hopefully, I did it okay, especially to the boys who suggested it, the birthday boy, Carlos, Carlos, and Connor. Mm-hmm. But uh, if you were disappointed by that, which you may well have been, <laughs> don't you worry, because next week, don't worry, Matt's winning you back with this waffle at the end. <laughs> <laughs> next week, Dave is uh, doing the report, so it's going to be fucking That's right. sick. Dick, Dick the turd himself, self self described. We love Warnerkey reports. We do. Can't wait to hear. Can't it. wait. I've got a, I've got a doozy. Do oh, you? you've already got it. I've got a doozy. Oh, I write weeks in advance. <laughs> yeah, got, so do we, right? Yeah, Matt? yeah, me too. Sorry, I'm just finishing my <laughs> report, and then at the end, I waffle a bit. Okay, <laughs> and send and sync. <laughs> you sending it to yourself? Yeah. Dear Matt, here's your report. Have fun. Have fun Lots with it. Lots of have love, fun with it. Matt. Yeah. Kiss, kiss, kiss. 
Hug, hug, kiss, kiss. Right, if I could just uh, wrap you up there, guys. <laughs> Interesting. Um, get in contact with us. Of course, we want to hear your suggestions for topics and any feedback you may have. Uh, do go on pod at gmail.com or Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at do go on pod. If you want to become a patron, we've talked about that a lot on this episode, patreon.com slash do go on pod. I'll be back with a report next week, as Matt says. But until then, I think we might say goodbye. Later. Bye. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. I mean, if you want. It's up to you. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.